0: what is good everybody welcome back to another episode of the kevo bands hoops podcast man back at it again today the day after thanksgiving friday november 29th is black friday don't go too crazy just go and get what you need don't go buying and wasting your money on a whole bunch of other stuff just because it's on a good deal or sale be smart but with that being said though i am happy to talk to you guys today i'm feeling real good it's been a a nice cool week um, some stuff's been going on, but it's all right. You know, everything just happens for a reason. You know, God is always in control. I'm never questioning him. And, you know, I'm full of faith, so I can never waver, and I'm just going to keep doing me. But hopefully you guys do the same. But with that being said, so this week, uh, the Maui Invitational Tournament took place where my Michigan State Spartans played. The Virginia Tech Hokies were, at, were there. The Kansas Jayhawks were there. But easily the most impressive team going into this game or going into or after looking at that tournament was the Dayton Flyers. Now, the first time I ever heard of Dayton and not just the city, I mean the actual school was when Archie Miller was there. Archie Miller used to be the coach there, he's the younger brother of Sean Miller, Arizona. Archie Miller is now the head coach at Indiana. So that was the one time I heard I heard about him. And I also heard about him another time, and that was because they had Coastus who is Giannis' the Greek Freak's younger brother. They had Kostas, and so he's a really good player in the NBA now. I believe he got drafted by the Mavericks, and I think he's on the Lakers right now. So they had him, and that's the only two reasons I knew about Dayton. And another thing is, Dayton is in Ohio, of course. You got to think about all the good basketball schools that Ohio has. You got Ohio State. You got Xavier. You got a whole bunch. You got a couple different schools in Ohio that have really good basketball teams. You have Cincinnati. You have a whole bunch of schools, but nobody really mentioned Dayton. And Dayton, they're good, man. This past week they went and they beat Georgia handily. They beat Georgia by a score of eighty to sixty-one. They beat Virginia Tech 89 to 62. And Virginia Tech is a really good young they're young, but they are a very good, disciplined team that can shoot the three really well. They beat them pretty easily. And then they played Kansas in the championship game where they lost by only six points, and they scored 90-84 to in overtime. They got that game all the way into overtime, and they put up a great fight. And honestly, even Jay Billis said that was the best Kansas had played all season long up until that point. Yes, it's only six, seven games to the season, but still, that was the best Kansas looked, and it took them overtime to beat Dayton. So that's saying a lot. Me personally, after watching them, I'm not going to lie, I think Dayton is a Final Four caliber team. They have all the pieces. We're going to get into their roster right now, but these guys literally have all the pieces. But first of all, I want to start off with their coaching staff. So their head coach is Anthony Grant. He's in his third season at Dayton. He actually played for Dayton back in the day. He was a really good player for the Flyers. And that's the head coach. Associate head coach is Anthony Solomon, who played at Virginia. He's in his second stint as uh, Dayton assistant coach. So he's been there um, out there. Then they have another assistant coach in Ricardo Greer, who was a really good, a lot of Pittsburgh fans know about him. You killed for Pittsburgh back in the day too. He was a very, very tough player at Pitt, really, really tough player. And then their last assistant is Darren Hurts, who went to Florida, didn't play basketball, but he's always been around basketball. He does, uh, he did a whole bunch of things Um, when he was at Florida from, you know, scouting teams to, uh, you know, booking flights to uh, constructing the non-conference schedule. He does all that type of stuff. He does all the the behind the things, uh, behind the scenes things that nobody really gets to see and appreciate. So you gotta always have a good coach like that. And their coaching staff is legit, and you can tell it's it's they're real. They they coach hard. They have they play disciplined defense. Their teams you know are able to shoot the three, and they're versatile. And that's another thing. Their starting lineup is we're gonna get into all these players, but their starting lineup right now is Jalen Crutcher. Trey Landers, Rodney Chapman, Obi Toppin, and Ryan Mikesell. All those guys are Swiss Army Knives. That entire starting five, the the whole team, I got about, I got 10 playable players that they play. If you think about Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, they only play North Carolina. They only play seven to maybe eight players at a time. They don't play no more than that. They don't explore the bench no more than that. Dayton literally has 10 players that can all go and play immediate minutes and get valuable minutes while they're in the game. And that's a valuable thing. And another thing is they're experienced. I always say, if you have listened to this podcast, I always say the most important thing in college basketball is experience. And Dayton has more than enough experience. They have a whole bunch of players that either transferred or they just been at Dayton and just played in big time games. They have a mixture of everything. And that's gonna help them get far and make a run by the time March Madness gets here. Believe me, I am confident these dudes are gonna make a run. I hope I ain't gonna lie. I hope my Michigan State Spartans don't run into them. Even though by that time I think we'll be more better of a team. But man, I mean, even if we would have played them, because we lost to Virginia Tech, and that's how Virginia Tech moved on to play Dayton. We would have played them if we had beat Virginia Tech, but man, that team, this Dayton team is serious. So getting into the starting lineup first. As I stated, they start three guards. So the first one is Trey Landers, who's a senior. He's been at Dayton 6'5". He plays the point guard mostly for them, but he can do a whole bunch of other things. He defends at a really high level, and he he rebounds like no other guard I've ever seen in the entire country right now. Um, Combo guard, he's from Dayton, Ohio, um, and he went to Wayne High School. So that's their first starter. Second one is Rodney Chapman, who really impressed me out of all the players. He probably impressed me this week the most. He is a redshirt junior, 6'1". He can play a point guard, shooting guard, whatever. He's from Lithonia, Georgia. Went to uh, UT Chattano- Chattanoogas, where he transferred in from. So he's he sat out, I believe he sat out last year, now he's playing this year. But, man, this guy is tough. He wears a mask. I don't know what happened if he broke a nose or he hurt his face or whatever the case may be. But this guy, one, he shoots the lights out. And two, the best part about him is he is probably their best perimeter defender. He knows how to really guard up and get into the opposition. He is a very, very good defender. Whether it's on ball screens, whether it's just being on a help side, whether it's on the ball, whether it's boxing out, Rodney Chapman is a tough, tough player. The third starter is a junior who's been at Dayton for three years now. Goes by the name of Jalen Crutcher. He's a 6'1", uh, as a, another combo guard can play the shooting guard or the point guard. He's really from Memphis, Tennessee, went to Ridgeway High School. Jalen Crutcher, I'd probably say he's the best shooter on this team. In the Kansas game, they were down three with like 12 seconds left to go. They put the ball in Jalen Crutcher's hands. They tried to run a play, but Kansas defense was just too good. So the play kind of, you know, boiled out and they had to take a three. They had to take a desperation three. Jalen Crutcher rose up, shot it from deep, deep range and hit it like it was nothing. Like it was just another shot. Um, in the day of the life of Jalen Crutcher, and he hit that, and he's probably their best shooter. I I like him a lot. Jalen Crutcher is another really good player. So that's three guards that they have in their starting line. They play three guards, kind of like, you know, a few NBA teams are starting to do that too. It's not like traditional point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. It's kind of like just have three guards and have two players that can fend the post, and that's where these next two players come into play. So you have two more versatile players in Ryan Mikesell, who is a grad transfer. Six or he's a graduate uh player, excuse me. So he's in his fifth and final year. Um, he's six seven forward, he's from St. Henry, Ohio. Went to St. Henry High School. This guy's another player, too, because as I said, he's six seven, but he can shoot the three, he can take you off the dribble on the perimeter, he can guard one through four, maybe even sometimes one through five, and he's just versatile. Like, that is the key word for this dating team. They are versatile. There's not a matchup that they don't like. They like all matchups because how versatile they are. They are literally a Swiss Army knife. And to cap it off, their best player and probably going to be a top 10 pick or a lottery pick at least in next year's NBA draft is Obi Toppin. This guy, man. So it's funny because I've actually heard about Obi Toppin a lot, especially you know from this past year from last year, but I never got a chance to watch him play. And I never went on YouTube just trying to look him up and see what his game was like. But seeing him in person in a big time setting in an environment down in Maui, Hawaii, playing against top teams across the nation, Obi Toppin was the best player in the entire tournament. And that's a tournament that consisted of Anthony Edwards from Georgia, who's probably gonna be the number one pick in next year's draft. Cassius Winston, who's probably, who is the best point guard in all college basketball. Um, Yudoka Azubuki, who's probably the most dominant player in all college basketball for Kansas. Devon Dotson, who's another really good point guard. Obi Toppin outplayed all those guys. And Landers Nolley, who goes to Virginia Tech, who's a really talented freshman who leads them in scoring. Obi Toppin outplayed all of them, and he put on a show. Literally, in the championship game, he had a he had a shot where I, everybody probably saw it, but he shot it like Steph Curry. And what I mean by that, he caught the ball He took a dribble. The shot clock was winding down. He shot a step back. He released it. Before the ball went through the net, he turned around and looked and stared at Kansas' entire bench as the ball went through the net. That's how good he is. That's how confident he is in his jump shot. And when you have, and the the key thing to basketball, honestly, the one major thing in basketball that you have to have, otherwise, you will not be good. And trust me, I'm talking from experience, is confidence. If you're not confident in what you're doing, especially playing basketball, then you're going to look bad. Obi Toppin does not have that problem. He is confident in his jump shot. He is a really good touch, but getting into him, he's a 6'9 power forward, originally from Brooklyn, New York, went to Mount Zion Prep uh, Academy out in Maryland, Um, redshirt sophomore. He was first team all Atlantic 10 last year as a freshman, and he was the Atlantic 10 rookie of the year last year as a freshman. This dude is the absolute goods because he can post you up. Uh they double teamed him probably all week in the post and he was able to you know sp- split those with ease whether it was just getting out by creating a dribble or passing it to a teammate. So he was making that look easy. He could pass with his left and right hand. He can go either way in the post whether it's a right-handed hook, left-handed hook, whatever. He's unstoppable in the post. His jump shot is honestly a thing of beauty. The flick of the wrist, the the way he elevates, the way it releases this guy, I am so confident when I say he's going to be a lottery pick. He's only playing himself into a lottery pick. Like, if NBA scouts or NBA GMs don't take this guy in the lottery, they are fooling themselves. Obi Toppin is the absolute truth. I would not be surprised at all if he decides to skip and forego his junior and senior years at Dayton and enter the NBA draft next year because he is that good. This dude, man, I was honestly shocked that he was this good. I knew he was good because... It, you know, people talking about you. You go to a smaller school like Dayton. That means you're doing something right. Like, like how John Morant did last year. Obi Toppin hasn't. Um, you know, it's, it's still early, early in the season, but he hasn't taken over the season like how John Morant did last year at Murray State. I don't know if he will, but it is a huge possibility that he can because he is that good. This dude, man, it was just fun to watch him. He he is the truth. Like, and when you have a, a talented player, when you have a star player like Obi Toppin and everybody else. This team is deep, and that's what I like about it because it's not just Obi Toppin. A lot of people out there think that this Dayton team is just Obi Toppin, but the rest of the starters and these other players that I'm about to talk about in a second, they complement his game really well. And yes, Obi Toppin is a star, but this team has every single thing, rebounding, you know, transition, transition, defense, whatever. Dayton can do it to the best of their abilities. But moving on into some of the other players that Dayton has, and as I stated, they got 10 players that they can play. Literally, I'm about to get into these next five. So, the next one is another player who's a really, really uh, actually, you know, I said Jalen Crutcher is probably the best shooter on this team. I'm not gonna lie, it's probably this dude, and he goes by the name of Ibby Watson. Ibby Watson, redshirt junior, 6'5, shooting guard out of Picker, Pickerington, Ohio. Um, he transferred in from Michigan, so that's funny because I kind of understand why he did it, and I know a lot of people hate when kids transfer because they think uh, they're just running away from um, pressure and stuff like that, but that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes it's just they need to get in a better environment. Sometimes kids just pick the wrong school. It it happens like that, and and Ibi Watson is the perfect example. I don't even, as a Michigan State fan, we play Michigan every year, obviously. They're our rivals. They're in the Big Ten. We play Michigan every year, and I don't even remember Ibi Watson. I don't even remember seeing him on the bench. And now he transferred in to Dayton. Sat out last year, I'm pretty sure. And now he's playing, and he gives the Flyers some very, very valuable minutes, especially shooting the ball from three. He is talented. Him and Jalen Jalen Crutcher um, are probably the best shooters on this team. I'm not gonna lie. This guy shoots the lights off the ball. He he comes in the game. and He's a media spark plug. I think he had a play going in versus Virginia Tech. That was going into the half, and uh, Obi Toppa shot a three. He missed it. Ibby Watson came back, got the rebound, and dunked it viciously to send Dayton into halftime, uh, beating Virginia Tech. And though he's just a big-time spark plug off the bench. He gives him a lot of life. Very, very talented player. Another player, redshirt junior Jerry Matos, who is a 6'5", another guard. He's from Santo Domingo, the Dominican Republic. Um, he, he transferred in from Monroe College up in the Bronx, New York. So he's a JUCO transfer. And as I said, transfers, sometimes transfers are key. Like you see guys like Eric Musselman, who was at Nevada the past couple of years, he gets transfers and he knows how to use them to the best of their availability. And that's why, you know, two years ago, Nevada was in the Elite Eight and they lost. They ended up losing to, I believe, Loyola, Chicago. And it's just stuff like that, like. You have to be able to have experience, man, and that's the key thing. And even though, you know, Jerry Matos came from a junior college, it's still experience. College basketball is college basketball everywhere. Like, Juco level, trust me, you may think Juco is a low level, but trust me, it's a lot of people on the Juco level that are trying to prove themselves night in and night out that they deserve to be on the D1 level, D2 level, or even, you know, sometimes D3 level. So don't take the Juco struggle, you know, like everybody else, you know, uh, portrays it to be—it's much more than what it looks like. Believe that. So Jerry Matos is another really good player too. He's just a hustle player. He gets stuff done. He comes in off the bench and gives them life too. So he's another really talented player. And then another player who, me personally, I'll, I'll get into in a second actually. Richard Jr. Go by the name of Jordy Shimanga, six eleven senior, or excuse me, six eleven center from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. He transferred in from Nebraska. Another transfer, ex- more experience. Jordy Shimaga is the biggest player on the team. He didn't play that much throughout the entire tournament, but he does give the Flyers a lot of defensive capabilities, a lot of rebounding. He played really good defense against Yudoka Azubuki. even though he came in for a short stint and he got called for three fouls quickly in that game, in the championship game, and the third one was probably questionable. So they, they pretty much, he played for about, I want to say probably like five to six minutes. He got his third foul, didn't play the rest of that game. Honestly, If I was head coach Anthony Grant, I probably would have put Shimanga back in the game to guard Yudoka Azebuki because Dayton had no answer for him, and he was just too big, and Jordy Shimanga probably could have helped. Like He's not that type of player. I mean, he's good. Don't get it twisted, but he's not the player that they usually have on the court when they close out games, and so you might as well just have him in. Even if he does have the foul troubles, you could have use that extra body because he's 6'11". He can body up with Yudoka Azubuki. And that was the main reason that Dayton lost. Other other than that, you know, another reason was, was because Devon Dotson went off for like 30-some points. But still, if you had Jordy Shimonga in there guarding Yudoka Azubuki, that probably would have changed the entire course of the game. And Dayton might have came out of the Mali Invitational with a 4-0 record. Or, yeah, 4-0 record. So, or 3-0 record, excuse me. So, stuff like that happens. But Jordy, Jordy Shimonga, another really good player. As I said, the tallest player on the team. When he comes in the game, he's an anchor on the defensive end. So he's another type, top player, too. So two more players, and then we'll move on. Sophomore Dwayne Cohill, who was a 6'2 point guard from Cleveland, Ohio, went to Holy Name High School. Dwayne Cohill probably impressed me, too. Another player, like like I said, all their guards are pretty much the same. Like Some of them are better shooters. Some of them are better rebounders. Some of them can pass the ball really well, but they all do all of those things exceptionally well. They're all very talented in whatever they do. They all bring a different energy to the team, but I say Dwayne Cohill is probably one of their best defenders on the team too. Him and Trey Landers, they really guard up on the perimeter. They just, they just do it all. They're scrappy. They don't back down from anything, but the, the team defense as a unit – is honestly different. They play a really, really tough and physical brand of basketball. And that's why I think Dayton is a really, really tough team. And they're going to be a tough team to beat when March comes around. But moving on, though, then you have redshirt sophomore Chase Johnson, who is a 6'9 forward out of Ripley, West Virginia, um, transferred in from Florida. He doesn't play. He probably plays the least amount of minutes for this team. But I guarantee you, as, a, as the course of the season moves on, things are going to happen. Chase Johnson is going to play his way into more minutes into a more prolific role for the Dayton Flyers. He doesn't play that much as I stated, but trust me, he's going to get his time. He's going to get his due because he deserves it. But Chase Johnson, honestly just a physical, you know, specimen, good rebounder, pretty good shooter. You know, he's probably one of the better players on this team that can create his own shot, you know, say at the end of the shot clock when you need a big time bucket. That's what Chase Johnson is in the game for sometimes. He can just get to it. But that's the Dayton Flyers roster. I just want to let you guys know about them. I just wanted to show them love because they definitely put on a show this past week in Maui, Hawaii, in the Maui Invitational Tournament. They were one of the best teams. I commend them because nobody was talking about them, but definitely next week when the rankings come out, when the AP Top 25 polls come out, Dayton is going to be on that list. And they're probably going to be Top 15 because that's how they're playing currently right now. They lost to Kansas. I think Kansas is ranked like number four right now, and so... They barely lost to them, so they're probably going to be top fifteen. They probably, they might squeak the top ten because college basketball this year is not as everybody's saying. It's not one dominant team out there. It's just a whole bunch of really good teams, and you're going to have to be a really good team if you want to win the national championship by the time March comes in the beginning of April. So that is the Dayton Flyers. Definitely show them some love. Um, the Atlantic Ten too. They play in the Atlantic 10, Atlantic Ten. And I'm not going to say that I haven't watched Atlantic 10 basketball because I have. I actually watched Rhode Island go to Maryland and and lose to the Terps. I watched VCU host a top 25 team at the time in LSU, and VCU knocked them off. They have some really good players in um, Marcus Evans and Darionte Jenkins. Rhode Island has Fats Russell and Jeff Doughton. Davidson's also in the A-10, even though they're kind of struggling. They have an NBA player in Kellen Grady who's going to be really good. So you got to watch out for them and, and, you know, The Atlantic 10 is pretty solid. I I didn't get a chance to watch Richmond either, but I heard Richmond is a pretty solid team too. I think they barely lost to Auburn by like 13 points. I I guess not barely, but they lost to Auburn in what was kind of a close game for majority of the game from what I heard. So we'll see. The Atlantic 10 is definitely going to be a conference. I do, a really good conference. I do expect Dayton to be the best team and win it and get an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament by the time March gets here. So moving on. Of course, what is a Kevo Bands Hoops podcast without some recruiting talk? So, I believe yesterday, yeah, yesterday, four-star point guard from Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, K.K. Robinson, who is a six-foot point guard, currently goes to Oak Hill Academy out in mouth of Wilson, Virginia. Head coach Steve Smith, of course, he played for the Warriors. One of the best teams, or excuse me, one of the best high school teams year in and year out. They're always competing. He's coached players like Kevin Durant. Um, Jerry Stackhouse, Carmelo Anthony, Rajon Rondo, Ty Lawson, Quinn Cook, the list goes on, Dwayne Bacon, Steve Smith at Oak Hill has had tons of players, and all of them, for a majority of the part, have committed to major, high major Division One schools, and KK Robinson is next on that list, so... K.K. Robinson, as I stated, 6-foot point guard. He played on the Nike UIBL circuit this past summer for Pro Skills, which is a team based out of, I believe, the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. So he played with them. He averaged 17.8 points per game, shooting 41% from the field, 3.1 assists, 4.9 rebounds per game, and 1 steal per game. So K.K. Robinson, even though he's undersized as a point guard at 6 feet, He doesn't play like it. He is a lefty with a really, really nice-looking jump shot. He can create his own jumper at any given time. He's also just a very, very good point guard, pure point guard, passing the rock, even though I'd say his best attribute is scoring and getting downhill and getting to the rack or, you know, whatever, step-back jumpers, whatever. He has the entire arsenal in his package when it comes to scoring. But do not sleep on his ability to pass the ball, too. He's a really, really good passer. And yesterday on Thanksgiving, he committed to his home state school of Arkansas and the Razorbacks in the SEC. Head coach Eric Musselman, as I stated, I've always talked about Eric Musselman on this podcast. He's doing a phenomenal job at Arkansas. He came over from Nevada last year. Now he's at Arkansas. And he's now landed his fourth commitment at Arkansas. And all four of them are from the state of Arkansas. The first one is Moses Moody, who is also from Little Rock. The second one is Jalen Williams, who's from Fort Smith. And the last one is Devontae Devo Davis, who's from Jacksonville, Arkansas. So KK Robinson joins a really, really talented class. I do believe Arkansas now has a top-five recruiting class in the nation. Big-time get for Eric Musselman and the Hogs. Razorback fans, you guys have a show coming to you for years to come. But KK Robinson is going to have a whole bunch of highlights when he gets to Arkansas next year and plays in the tough and talented SEC Conference. But as always, this has been another episode of the Kevo Banshoops Who's podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share. If you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. That's how we share and expand the podcast. As always, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check out their content. Go check out my college basketball blogs. I've got a couple already out there right now, but I have one coming out probably in a couple days or early next week. Be tuned and looked out for that. And, of course, check out their podcast network. I'm also featured on their network, but they have a whole bunch of other really great podcasts on nuts and bolts sports. So go check them out. But as always, you guys have a beautiful and blessed rest of your week and have a great weekend. It's a whole bunch of college football games, college basketball games coming up this week. Some NFL games coming up this weekend, too. So be tuned out for that. But you guys have a great one. Enjoy your time. Stay out the cold. Try not to get sick. Enjoy your family. Uh, Tell your loved ones you love them and all those good things. But as always, peace, love, and blessings gone.